Good evening, everyone. This is Clayton Massey, a mentor for Ron Legrand. We want to welcome you to the call tonight. I'm excited about everything that we're going to discuss. I understand there's a few people that have some leads they want us to go over and review, and we're really excited about that. In just a moment, I will let us out the gate, and we'll talk to you one-on-one. -on -one. But before I do that, I want to encourage um, those on here that have not put yourself into the queue on how to do that if you would like to. Uh, first of all, you, you must be a Ron LeGrand Gold Club member in order to participate. You can listen, but you cannot participate unless you have the access code. And you can get that access code by going to ronsgoldclub.com, signing up, or if you're already signed up, you'll have it go to the bottom of the page on that first page, and you'll see a phone number, 2701801121, and then there is a participant passcode that you can use to get in and get into the queue and ask us questions tonight. I'm hoping that I can help you out. I'm excited about doing so, and we are about to get started here, guys. So thanks so much for joining the call. Can everybody hear me here? Yes. Hello. Did you hear me on my intro, or did I have you on mute? I just, I just got in and got, just heard it, yes. Okay. Well, everyone else that's in here, we want to welcome you. My apologies. I, didn't, I had it on mute. This is Clayton Massey. I'm one of Ron Legrand's mentors, and I want to help you um, answer a few questions. And you can only participate if you're queued in with the passcode that you can locate at the bottom of ronsgoldclub.com. If you're not a member, go there, become a member, and then get that cue, get it into us. We can put you in one by one, answer questions if you have tonight. I'm excited about doing this for you. Who am I speaking with right now? Hey, my name is Shauna. Hey, Shauna. It's nice to meet you. I, I, I'm assuming you're a member. Are you, are you a student of Ron's as well? I am a member. I have been to multiple quick start schools of his. Oh, wow. Awesome. Have we met? Yes. Oh, oh good. Well, yeah, my question um, is I sent in a um, property information sheet uh -huh. and hey, was great. wondering if you could go over it with me. I would be glad to. I've had, for some reason, it seems like the platform had a glitch today and we couldn't get, I could not get the copy of that, that lead sheet. I've tried and tried, but I'll be glad to fill one out here manually real quick and then I'll go right over it with you. It won't be, won't, should be hard at all if you don't mind. So okay. uh, let, let's do that. I'm going to assume, um, let's just ask you some of the main questions. How about asking price on the property? Um. Well, he would like to get as much as possible, but um, we, I think, can take it uh, subject to the existing liens. Oh, wonderful. So we got a subject to deal. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Got a sub to. And what, what is the, the, the loan amount on the property? Um, the, the loan amount is about $317,000. Okay. And the, the payments? Um, the payments are seventeen hundred a month. Okay. That's P I T A. Yeah, perfect, perfect. I tell you what, let's, I'm going to let you ask me the question, and I'll fill this in as we as you're telling me your question. Let's do that. We want to move kind of quickly here. 
Okay. What was your yeah. What was your question with it? Well, okay. So the first is a, it's pretty good um, with what they have there. It has a IRS lien on it, mm-hmm. and it's a very it's very large. It has about an eighty five thousand dollar IRS lien. And then it has um, some state revenue liens on it for about, uh, I think, around $13,000. The problem with these two liens on and then it's got a, a lawyer lien on it for $25,000. So the problem with these liens is it takes, um, I'm having a trouble getting a balance from the IRS it's taking a long time to do it, okay. and um, I don't know what the interest rate is. Right. Yeah, they're going to con- they're going to continue to you know to grow unless you. Of course, you're going to have to get these paid to get to get a clear title. Are uh, these liens? It's roughly a hundred and twenty thousand bucks. No, it's more than that. Eighty-five, and then it's ninety and twenty-one, ten. One hundred twenty-three thousand dollars. Is that on top of the three hundred seventeen thousand dollars? Yes. Yes. So we're going to 123. Okay. So we're so looking I think at $440,000. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, something there. Yeah. But I'm sure okay. that the I am sure that the interest rate on those has taken it up. I just took a guesstimate, but I don't know so, what they are for sure. So if you well, you know, we normally buy with nothing down, but I'm not telling you not to go with this if it's if it's got even more equity on top of that or you know, if it looks like there's a deal, what do you think the place will pray for? We think it's worth is what I'm saying. I think um I think if we put fifty thousand dollars into it, we could sell it for probably uh five seventy five. So you're gonna have a five hundred ninety thousand dollars into it, four hundred ninety thousand into it. Um, you're make, yeah. so you're four forty plus the fifty. Am I correct? I don't want to get ahead yes. of it. Okay. Yes. So now there's another. There's, the other caveat uh-huh. is is foreclosure, and to cure it, it's going to take twenty six thousand dollars to cure. All right. Okay, so you're going to be out of pocket $123,000 plus how much on that? How much on that? Um, uh, about about 26000 to cure it. So about $150,000 out of pocket up front. Okay, that doesn't really change the price of the property, obviously. $150,000 out of pocket up front to clear the liens with the taxes, the state, the attorney, and the foreclosure, bringing it up to par, bringing it up to date, and then another $50,000 for rehab. You're going to have $200,000 quickly out of pocket, and for a total of $490,000. But you say you can sell it for how much? About five seventy-five. So you got an $85,000 profit if you don't have any holding costs and if Murphy don't show up or, or you know, the market stays good and so forth like right. that. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're going to have to, you know, I'm gonna, you're going to have to really use some strong judgment there. Um, now, I'm not saying I wouldn't go after $85,000. I just, I'd make sure that you, I would actually get possibly even get an appraisal on it. 
You know, just make sure that you're positioning yourself. The name of the game is you must position yourself in a way that where you know you're going to make money. You know, you're you're the slave to the numbers. The sellers, the sellers a slave to debt, of course. But you want to make sure that you you're buying that right. Um, and you're saying it only need about fifty thousand dollars to fix it up. Right. Okay. Are you wanting to hold on to it, or are you want to flip it real quick? Are you want to do uh, well? What's, what's I your think exit strategy? Have, yeah, I. I would love to hang on to it, but I think that if we have to put the rehab money into it and also secure money and pay off the IRS lien, because we we actually submitted an offer to the IRS. I got you. And I got you. the thing is, is I have no idea if they're going to accept it. I don't know how long it's going to take. And so we have not cured it. We have not gotten that far just because sure. of that. Well, the more the, the 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 lower you get your buying number, the better it is on your selling number. If you can get the right. IRS to take something, that's going to be tough. But I'm not saying it will ever happen. But the lower you can get that number uh, with the state or the attorney. I mean, that attorney. It looks like the attorney's not going to get anything until someone forecloses on that property. Yeah, the bank can foreclose, but the attorney's not going to get anything until the IRS gets paid. The state gets paid and the bank gets paid. He's last in line. Okay. Well, actually, so, actually, the IRS lien is last in line. Well, okay. Well, then, what I'm getting at is the, you know, the, the attorney. So you might be able to get him to kind of come off a little bit of money to make sure he gets something out of that. But that's um. You know, oh, here's I'll, I'll give you a little extra strategy that may work. It, let's just assume that you get this property and it works out really great for you. Have you considered short-term rentals? Getting a getting okay. a giving, getting a private getting a private loan on the property. Get a private lender. Get this property and uh, take advantage of the short-term. Uh, the you know the the atmosphere right now. There's a lot of short-term rental that's going really really great. So it uh, depends on the neighborhood or where you're at with that property, where, you know, what city, um, what neighborhood, if it would be a good short-term yeah. property. I under, yeah, I understand that. I do believe the HOA says that you have to, no. you can't yep. rent it. Yep. No rent. You're right. You're, you're, you're right. Most of the time with an HOA, it won't happen. And yep. so my, my, my thing to you is just keep hammering away with the IRS and the state and see if you can't get them to give you a reply on an offer. That's where your money's going to be made at. In my opinion, right. that's where you're going, to, you're going to get your money made with that. If you have the funds, if you have the capital to clear all that out of pocket. Now, me, I like buying with nothing down. I mean, that's why I like right. I love buying with nothing right. down. That's what I do a lot of. To, to, I've got a couple of the contract right now. And that's what that is that or wholesaling. I love wholesale deals too. So um, I wish okay. I could give you more information here, but yeah, I just keep tackling that IRS and uh, see if you can't get that get that dealt with. It'd be hopefully okay. I'm giving you some really good advice. Did you have hey, any my, other questions? My, yes, my husband would like to ask a question. Okay. What? Hi. Okay. Oh, hey. I forgot I was going to ask you now. <laughs> oh, so, oh, I, oh, I know what it is. So, I, I got, <laughs> uh, so the seller's getting antsy about not having his loan cured. We yes, were sir. able to forestall the foreclosure by six weeks, but he's still antsy. Yep. And he says, he says I've got guys calling me all day long wanting to buy the house for cash. When are we going to get something done? So he's, 
you know, showing a bit of uh, anxiety, I'm sure he's low on money. Yeah. But I don't see yeah. You can't really give him anything until you get the deed, and we're a little hesitant with the IRS out there. Yep. Yep. I don't know. I don't know that I would. You got any, any ideas I, or suggestions or ways to get him money? I mean, in the Colorado, you can't agree to give him anything. Mm -mm. I, I wouldn't. I, I mean, of course, the guy's going to either he's going to manipulate you with a little pressure, or he really does have offers out there. You know, he may be have some fictitious offers, or they may be real offers out there. But he's still, you know, whoever buys it's not going to be able to get it any much cheaper unless he comes off at of his price. But it sounds like he doesn't have any equity in it, so he can't really low, he can't really lower it any. Um, Correct. So, um, you're, 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 you know, you really can't race. You can't race against the IRS unless someone else comes in with full cash and they're willing to settle, satisfy everything. But they got to get a hold of the IRS. They got to do their back, their uh, property uh, title search or make sure they get a hold of the IRS too to clear that. So it's, um, in my opinion, whoever's whoever's ahead of the game getting a hold of these these liens, and getting real numbers, is going to be the person that purchases it or doesn't. You know, they're going to make that decision when they get to that point. But uh, I, 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 yeah, that's the only thing I can tell you on that. I, don't, I wouldn't know. Have you ever had to deal with the IRS? Uh, no, I haven't. No, I haven't purchased from the IRS. I haven't, no. Boy, are you lucky. I am lucky. I am lucky. I'm very lucky. I'm very, and I'm very happy about it, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm very happy with it. Unless, unless I make a whole lot of money, I don't want to deal with the IRS. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, well, they're not, in, they're not interested in give, They're not interested in giving money away. They want to take money, so I'm not interested in talking to the IRS unless I know them. That's true. Yeah. So you guys are from Colorado. Yes, that's correct. Well, we're sure glad you jumped on the call. I'm going to jump to the next call if I can, unless you have more questions. I don't want to shove you off. Hey, but thank you so, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate it. Thank y'all. All right, on to the next call. I'm going to hit this one right here. Hello. All right, who am I speaking to now? Howdy. Hello. Now that one there, I'm not hearing anything on that one. I'm going to go to the next. Hello, this is Clayton here. On to the next question. Hello. Well, I'm hearing a lot. Of, if you wanna, if you wanna get on the call here and you're in the queue, I'm trying to hit you, hit, get you into here. Next question. Hello, I'm talking. Hello. Hello. I am talking to you. Well, 
this is really getting me here. I'm talking to someone here. I'm going to uh, log on to a uh, participant in Bilton, Missouri. Bilton, Montana, brother. Off to the next one. Hello. Well, folks, this is Clayton Massey. I'm having a hard time getting people onto the call. If you'll give me just a moment, I hate to do this. I've got 36 people on the call here today. I am going to answer the call here the best way I know how, so I'm going to answer the call at 225-401-8196, whoever you are. I'm going to allow you to join in the call right now. Hello, this is Clayton. Hello, this is Clayton. That one there didn't answer the call there themselves. Trying to locate there. Who am I on the call with right now? Hello. Hello again. Who do I have on the call right now? I'm trying to let you on the call. I don't I don't know if you can hear me very well. We are having a, some trouble with our platform.
maybe I have someone online here. Hello? Hello. Hopefully that'll work. I have really had a hard time getting people in the call here. Who am I speaking with? Uh, my name is Kenneth. Hey, Kenneth. How are you doing, sir? Hey, I'm doing great. I finally got through. Uh, we're having a bunch of phone tag issues with the car. I have a question uh, on um, free uh, and clear property. Uh-huh. I I have a deal set up to where I'm about to buy a house for. They have it asking price of five ninety eight, um, and I thought maybe I can get it down a little bit, uh, but they want a down payment, and I'm thinking, okay, well, if I come up with a down payment. I have to give the buyer credit of that down payment, so I don't see where I can make any money unless I increase my sale price of the house up and over what they give me as a down payment. Is that correct? Uh, I'm trying to follow you here. You're actually buying a house. Give me the give me the numbers here. Let's do it that way. So you're buying a house for okay. five. For five? Yeah, the the asking price is five ninety eight. Gotcha. Uh they said they, they want a down payment. They have not got back to me yet on the amount of the down payment. Okay. Uh, but it is a free and clear house. Okay, well the house uh, at five ninety eight is free and clear. So your your yeah. down payment though will affect that balance. So whatever that down payment is, that's gonna lower that, that price of that, you know, the purchase price. Correct. Correct. But okay. I also have, but I also have to give credit to the tenant buyer for the amount that he gives me for that down payment. Well, then, okay, you're but you're buying and you're selling at the same time, all in one swoop. Well, uh, ideally, I will find a tenant buyer that will come up with the down payment. And then oh, they with can the, make with the, the, with the same with the same amount as a down payment. No, what you do is right. Just, yeah, no, you raise your price. So you're buying it for five ninety eight. You can get you know, you you will have to give your your tenant buyer credit for the purchase once they follow through on their lease option agreement. But just you raise your price. You know, if you can, if there's enough equity there, you raise your sale price above you know you know above the market or a little bit above the market where you can make your money right within. Uh, 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 within that margin, but also you're going to be making monthly money on that property. What are the right. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a monthly spread. Yes. Uh, and I don't know, I don't know what the term is yet. But what I was looking at because there was a another house that I was going to buy that had a mortgage. Uh, the house cost. Um, she was asking. One million seven hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars. I, uh, Barbara, and I were able to get her down to one thousand five hundred and fifty thousand for the house. One million five fifty. All right, and she owed four hundred and forty thousand on the mortgage. Her mortgage payment was forty-three hundred dollars a month. So I had. Uh, did some calculations and I said, well, you know, I figure uh, on a three-year term, we'll be able to pay the mortgage down about this much money. And I said, good golly, man, there's about almost $300,000 at the end of the note. 
not at the beginning because she wanted a hundred thousand dollar down payment but i i was going to be able to to make that much money on the back end because there was a mortgage but what scares me now is with the other deal with the free and clear i don't have that cushion of pay down on a mortgage yeah on the other deal on the on, on the other deal um on the 598 of course, you're going to make your money on your monthly, and depending on how much you can raise in price on the home before you actually put another tenant buy in or buyer in there. Okay, so um, you know, your, depends on what you're paying. I mean, I don't know, I don't know what your monthly is on a 598. What kind of spreads you have there? Okay, I don't know what's what. What do you think it would sell for the 598 home? Uh, well, the all the comps in that area are right around five. Eighty-nine to six hundred. Yeah, there's not a whole lot there. Right, right. So I'm going to have to get her down. On you get her down. Answer. You're going to either have to get her down. You're going to either have to get her down and get that up to about six fifty. Get you a not not refundable option deposit money and and give it and I do an axe deal. So you'll. Oh, do it. okay. All right. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you sign it. Sign it right back to the seller. So you get some money okay. that way. You know, uh, on the one that's $1.4 million, um, where's that at, California? No, here in uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Baton Rouge, okay. Yeah, um, that one there, you had two numbers going to me all at one time, so it's kind of hard for me to follow those two numbers. I what's understand. your name, anyway? What's your name? My my name's Kenneth Merrick, uh, hey, Kenneth. I have, uh, un- and I started uh, Westside Properties Group here in the uh, uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, good for you, good for you, sir. I celebrate your successes there. That's awesome. So you got a property. She's asking. She was asking one seven five one million seven hundred fifty thousand. You've got her down two hundred thousand dollars. Don't you wish you could just put that in your pocket? Hundred one million. Uh, yes, then, indeed. Okay, yeah. but now she, she's uh, she's starting to um, give me some issues. She's She's talking all about this this interest free loan that she's given me on buying her home. She wants uh, 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 instead of a thousand dollars a month on top of the forty three hundred dollar mortgage. Now she's talking about a a, a, a mortisized uh, uh, payment every month. payment. Yeah. You know, and I'm going. You know, wait a minute. I'm I'm doing you a service by saving yeah. you having to pay that mortgage right uh yeah you are you are paying you are paying me you are charging me a bunch of interest you know you know i'm i'm doing you a favor here you are paying the closing costs correct yes well i mean what's the closing cost times 1.5 million bucks uh well if i go three percent it's seventy seven thousand. if it's two percent it's going to be like 30 something Seller usually pays the sell closing costs. Well, see usually. now she keeps telling me that the uh, the buyers nope. always pay, and I said uh, she said Google said that, and I said, and I'm going, what Google are you looking at? Because that's yeah. never been the case. Right. So I mean, you're paying the closing costs on her, and what, what's the best she can do here? I mean, you got to find out where she's at. I mean, she may be a prospect. You know, she uh, she may be a, a suspect rather. 
Um, I'm not I telling understand. you. Okay. Yes, you may uh-huh. you may be, but you you'll find out. I mean, it may be a great deal in the making here. But how much is, would that sell for? How much is that worth? That 1.55 million. What is the cost well, on uh, that one? Uh, the the appraised value, uh, the ARV was going to be right around uh, what she's asking. Zillow said one. Now Zillow's starting to come down a little bit, but they they had started at one million seven hundred eighty four thousand. Uh, listen, everybody that's on the call. Listen, everyone that's on the call here. I'm, of course, y'all heard me. I'm, we're talking to Kenneth. I want you to kind of tune in your ear here if you don't if if, if you don't already know this. The market is shifting. It is cooling off, but there are still people out there. They think that their house is worth that thirty to forty percent above what it was two years ago. Okay, and it's going to drop. Those prices are going to drop. But a few years ago, in two thousand twenty, as the market started going up, everybody and their neighbor didn't have a home for sale until somebody on their street in their block sold a house at a ridiculously high price and they didn't have to sell they just wanted to sell everybody else just wanted to sell so they started putting their properties on the market and wouldn't you know it because interest rates were so low people that could not afford a 400 feet 500 600 thousand house they can now because they like that low monthly payment with a low interest rate flooded the market but they was the, the houses were selling so great okay they kept selling market kept going up prices kept going up well that's changing now interest rate interest rates are going up people can't afford to make those payments new buyers can't afford to buy those higher price homes they're going to start looking for lower price homes but there are still a lot of people out there they think that they're still in a hot market and like this lady here possibly she's going to get everything she, you can't blame people for getting what they want out of their home i mean who doesn't want to make the most money they possibly can i want my neighbor to make good money but i want to share that with everyone there it's going to cool down um and there will be there'll be a lot of properties coming available but just be careful there don't don't get tied up with a suspect don't get so tied with a suspect that that you uh, that you focus you know in the wrong in, in the wrong area or with the wrong with the wrong purchase or wrong sale wrong lead rather. So I'm sorry, Kenneth. I want to throw that out there so everybody would pay. Well, that's that. uh, that's that's great advice because uh, we because of the market cool down, we could be stuck in over our heads. Very Absolutely. Absolutely. I tell my buyer, I tell my sellers, obviously, I'm a slave to the numbers. I don't buy emotionally. I buy, position myself to where I know I'm going to make money. I have to support my wife and my nine children. Uh, I do. I don't try to steal people's homes, but I, I try to obviously to make money. I let them have an understanding that I am an investor. They appreciate that. I'm a local guy. I'm not interested in beating up somebody's property so I can get a deal. I want everybody to like me whenever I'm done with the deal. If I can't buy it, I still want to have a good conversation. But I am an investor, and I intend on making money. Or, this is the other thing I say, I will buy with time. I purchase by time by giving you your fair amount, giving you your fair price. But I buy time by making you payments until I pay you off in full. And if that's something you would entertain as a conversation, I'd love to have that conversation with you. And so, but again, people are wanting high prices and they're just, you know, it, the market's changing, though. I mean, the market's really changing. It's, it's, it's getting a little more exciting, but you've got to learn to kind of, you got to learn to shift, you know, uh, roll with the punches and shift when shift gears when you're going downhill. 
Yeah, like uh, the gambler says, uh, know when to hold them and know when to fold them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But today, in today's world, we're going to start buying with time. That's what we're doing. I am buying with time. I can't make a uh, what would you say? What would you say the ideal term would be? Five years, ten years? I've got some properties that I'm not the terms of twenty years, twenty plus years. But a lot of a wow. lot of a lot of term, a lot of people. I try my best to stay away from three years, but I'm seeing five plus. But I'm seeing five plus. But, but listen, everybody, whenever I get on the phone or I talk to people, it's my job, number one, to take my time with people and build rapport and let them know that I'm a real person. I don't want to steal your property. I want to get, make it. It's got to be a yes for you before it's ever going to be a yes for me. So I build rapport and let them know I don't intend on going anywhere. You know, I live in the neighborhood. I live in their town. But, yeah, five years is really, that's that's. It's not a risk in three years. I mean, you can't really do a whole lot in three years. I mean, you make a lot of money, but by the time you have something established in three years, and you, you know, you got to even blow it, pay it off, or renegotiate, and you can. But I like five years. Okay. That's what I like. That sounds good to me. Yeah, yeah, I like five years. This lady, this lady here, I'm not telling you it's a bad deal because you may be on a gold mine of some kind. There may be something I'm not that I'm not seeing here. My apologies, Kenneth. I remember your name. I could not download your, your file. I couldn't download any of the leads that came in. So if you're on a call and I'm able to get to you, you have a lead that you submitted, let me know and we'll just go over it with a pen and paper. Yeah, right, the only Kenneth. thing I was able to do, I was I was in the car traveling when the, this call came on. So all I could do, I, could, uh, uh, I took a picture of it and sent it that way but uh now my recollection means i don't think it got there to you it had to be in pdf form i got you i got you well everyone kind of be a little be 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 patient with me i'm having a little bit of trouble moving from one caller to the next and so all i can actually do is just uh, click on your mute or unmute button and if i unmute you and um and, I, and you, you're not able to respond back, um, I apologize. I'll probably have to jump to the another until we, we get this completely figured out. I'm the newbie. I'm the newbie trying to help everybody else. Kenneth, did you have any other questions? That ought to do it. Thank you very much, sir. Well, you God, have a great day, evening. God, God bless you, brother. Thank you so much. Good luck right. to you. You too. Right. Goodbye. All right, I'm going to move on to this next one here. Who am I speaking with now? Hello. That was that was coming in on your card, wasn't it? That call, yeah. I had to hang up and call him up in when when finally when you got away from the telephone that far enough, then I then I could talk to him. I think I think I've still got you on there, Kenneth. You're still on the call there. If you don't mind, uh, we can put you on mute, or I can move on to the next one if you're still there, sir. Okay. All right. Thank you, sir. All right, we want to move on to the next one if we possibly can. 
I am trying my best to move on to the next one here. If you want to raise your hand, maybe I can go to you that way. speaking to now someone on the phone here now well everyone I'm still having a hard time if you don't mind somehow raising your hand on here or letting me know that you're next you would like to talk I've got a here's one here a B-U-R-A-C-H-I-O. We can try to let you on and have a conversation with you. Who am I speaking to right now? Is this A? A-B-U-R-A-C-H-I-O. On to the next, David Rank. David Rank. How about David? Are you there? How about David? Are you there, David? Can you hear me? Yeah, am I speaking with David now? Uh, no, Who sir. Knows? This is I uh, sent uh, my questions over to uh, Ron Legrand's email. Yes, sir. I uh, let me see here. You know, you sent them over, and I could not get them downloaded, but I'd gladly go over them with you on a phone call. So, if you want to give me your information or ask your question, then we can address it that way. Okay. Okay, let me get my uh, questions up here. Let me just What's your pull name? up my My name is Adam Taylor. Adam. Hey Adam, how's how you doing? This is Clayton Massey. Hey, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing tremendous. Having a great day. I'm a granddaddy. Had had my had a grandbaby boy here a couple of weeks ago. My daughter and son in law doing great. My wife is happy. My wife is happy. My kids are healthy. You just can't beat that. Hey. I'm just feel like I feel I feel I feel country fried today, man. This is great. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. Yeah. If I can pull up uh, my scent. I sure wish I knew how to operate this platform a little bit better. Um, I'm having a hard time switching from student to student, so my apologies, everyone. I want to give you everything I've got to die tonight, and uh, I just wish I could. Uh, I wish I could just put you in queue better but we'll, we'll figure it out oh. all right adam That's what a, do you got going on man okay so uh my first question is i just purchased a property not too long ago in north carolina using a land trust like ron taught us to do congratulations uh, all, thank you sir thank you sir it was uh all cash sale i looked up but i looked up the public records and it appears that the name of the llc that I set up to be the trustee of the trust pops right up uh, on the public re records. Uh, shouldn't just the name of the trust appear on the public record? Or you know, is it okay that it should be okay? But listen, you're way ahead of me on that one. There, that would really be a question for Ron to ask for a gold club. I'm just going to be totally transparent with you, with you, Adam, on oh. that. Um, you know, I'm not an attorney. I'm far from being an attorney um, on that one. So. Uh, you know, I've done a lot, a lot of properties in LLCs, and so um, 
you know, that doesn't scare me a whole lot now. I mean, I have I have six LLCs set up, and we're going to start moving a lot of our properties into trust. So again, I mean, just just anyone out there listening, when it comes to to a trust question, um, I would encourage you to you know to get on the Gold Club site and, and research it that way because I'm not able to answer that question fairly, and I apologize for that, Adam. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then uh, I had another question about collecting rents from the tenant buyers yep. uh, from multiple, uh, multiple properties. Should you collect all of the rent payments in the same account or set up individual accounts for each property? No, I set up. No, I have. Now, when it comes to a bank account, is that what you're talking about? A bank account? Yes. Uh-huh. I, I have. A, I have one bank account. I have a. I have a, I have a short-term and a long-term in, uh, entities, and and I collect my rents into one bank account. But my CPA sets up each property as an income expense account. So each property I own has its own within within you know the the, the software that he's using. So whenever, whenever I collect my twelve hundred fifty dollar rent on one thousand Davis, I let my I let my CPA know this goes into one thousand Davis. Anytime I spend money on that property, pay my insurance on that property, that money comes, and he keeps that separated because you may sell that property this year, or you may sell it not on the same year you sell it the other property. So you want to kind of keep those your property separate within your accounting, but. Um, you know, I don't keep them in separate. I don't personally keep them in separate bank accounts unless I know that they're going to be sold within within one year, and I have to pay short-term capital gains, or I keep them longer, and I don't I don't have to do that. Okay, so you, so you collect them all in the same account to yeah. keep the expenses. Yeah, and let well only okay. I I I have two accounts that I'm going to collect it. One's going to be a long-term capital gains, short-term capital gains. I'll use that for short-term capital gains. If I know I'm doing a fix and flip or a wholesale deal, okay, oh. that's the account I operate out of short-term within 12 months. I have another account I operate out of that if I know I'm going to keep the property for long-term and turn it, in, turn it into a short-term rental, which I'll still keep it a long time, or I'm going to turn it into a uh, uh, you know a lease option deposit you know, a property I'm going to lease. That's a whole different account because I keep those separate. Okay, okay. And then uh, I guess my final question was, when installing a tenant buyer in a, ha- in a house, you offer the matching 50% credit for any additional money that they put up above and beyond and beyond the rent payments? I uh, do what not. paperwork? No, I do not. I don't, I, don't ma- I don't match any of their payments up and beyond. No, I don't. Yeah, you, you, you see that on a gold club? In the Quick Start Real Estate uh, book, Ron LeGrand mentions a way to boost your uh, monthly income by matching the 50, 50% of the credit for any additional money they put up above the, the rent payments. You you can. Yeah, you, you can offer that. You can offer that as like um, an incentive, okay? You can offer that as an incentive, just, but just make, make sure that you don't position yourself to where you lose money in the end. So if you're going to give them a 50%, 50, you said a 50 or 15? Uh, 55. Yeah, if you're going to give them a 50% credit upon, you know, on their on their payment, make sure you don't 50% credit your way you know, to, to losing money. Okay? 
So now, um, so say for instance, this is on their lease option of deposit, not their deposit money, correct? Or on their monthly, uh, this is their monthly lease or their deposit money? Um, I'm I'm not sure. I I, I think it's the the deposit money that he's talk, referring to. Okay. Okay. Well, then my apologies, everyone. I was thinking he was talking about the monthly money. So, yes, I don't do that either. But what I do is, is I do I do a lot of work for equities, and I will I will, I will give a discount on a property, okay, and then I will match or I will give them more. Like Ron says, they give me a ten thousand dollar deposit. I will count that as fifteen thousand dollars. As a as a fifteen thousand dollar, really, what it turns out to be, it'd be a five thousand dollar discount if they follow through. But they don't get to count that as any kind of a, an expense. It's just going to be a discount. Yeah, I, it said something about monthly and in, in boosting your monthly income though by matching fifty percent of the payments, monthly payments. So I don't know if he's talking about referring to like uh, uh, additional down payment money or I don't okay. know. I'm gonna to have to I'm gonna to have to um, Adam I'll have to go back into the book and look at that one because I think I'm, I'm crisscrossing over here and I don't want to do that. So if you don't mind um, Okay. If you don't if you don't mind we're gonna I'm gonna I don't wanna make I wanna put send you right back to the gold club on that because if, if it's on the monthly payments again you wanna make sure you're not collecting less than what you should be paying off if it's if you're having to make payments to the to the previous owner paying their mortgage payments. So I don't want to give you any wrong information on that. My apologies, man. I don't want to do that to you. No problem. No problem. And then just one more question. Uh, when installing a tenant buyer, who should the lease and option agreement be between the trustee LLC of the land trust and the tenant or a flipping LLC and the tenant? It won't be the. It won't be if you're doing a lease option agreement. It won't be the flipping because the flipping. It sounds like to me, a flipping is going to be a short term. Okay, you're going to be on your short term, be a long term. Okay. And you got some great questions. You got some good technical questions here. These are some really good questions here. You can make it. You're going to make me. You're going to make me go back be a student, become a student already again. Make making the teacher making the teacher uh, go back and, and, and have the learning. And I've got a lot to do, so I got to go back and start all over. Also, this is great stuff. No worries. So yeah, a lot to learn, a lot of stuff, a lot of moving parts. You know. Yes, sir. So, so how long have you been in real estate? How long have you been in real estate? Uh, just about five years. That's awesome, man. That's awesome, 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 awesome. Have you had any good deals in the last twelve months? Um, I bought one for forty-five thousand. It uh, comps came in at one seventy. I lease optioned it for forty-five hundred down and eight ninety-five a month. That was a pretty good one. Well, good deal. Good deal. Give me a good cash flow. Oh yeah, yeah, it's good cash flow. Good deal. Well, good congratulations deal. I, uh, on that. Thanks, sir. Thanks, sir. And where are you from? I'm in uh, Virginia. What part of Virginia? Uh, I'm north of Virginia. Oh, well, okay, Harrisonburg, nor uh, no Winchester. Where, where, where? Uh, Hampton Roads. How far is that from, uh, like, say, Winchester or? or uh, uh, like a couple hours. 
Oh, it's still you're still further north than that. Huh? So you're up. So you're up closer to DC. Uh, yeah, from Winchester. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, good deal. Good deal, man. Well, congratulations. Do you have any other questions? My apologies, I couldn't answer those last two, but I want to make sure. No, that's okay. Uh, <clears throat> does Ron ever do the um, Q and A's anymore? Is he is he done with that? He, you know, he allows his mentors to do them, take them over once a month. Now, you guys do know that the summit's coming up, correct, on the 19th, 20, 21st? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, good deal, man. Make sure you're there. He's going to go over a lot of stuff on that summit. And then need to go ahead and use this as an opportunity to shout out to everybody. He's going to deal with foreclosures, land contract, or land foreclosures, short-term rental, multifamily units, mobile home parks, LLCs, practicing phone session scripts, finding deals, social media. He's going to have a lot of good stuff on that, on that. and I'm sure Ron's going to deal with the uh, the structuring entity. You was really kind of in that world there just a minute ago asking me about, you know, where to put the money at. Adam, that was that was some really good questions you had there. When's the last time you said When's the last time you said a quick start? Quick start? Oh, about a year ago. Come back again. Don't stop okay. that. Keep coming, man. I mean, that, I, it didn't hit. It didn't hit me really good and hard till I came to my third one. Everybody, I came to my third one. It's like the light switch clicked on, flipped on, and, and uh, it just it just rocked my world, my life, and my family. And so, if you've only if you've only been to one, make sure you go to two. If you've been to five, make sure you come to your sixth one. If you've never been, sign up and do it. If you're really interested in coming, Adam, thanks a lot for your time. I'm hoping I can get to this next person here. And uh, we look forward to hopefully seeing you one day at a quick start. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you, you too, man. Yep. You too. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. I'm going to try to get over to the next one here. Hello. Who am I talking to now? Hello? Hello? Hello. I I pressed it so that that number part was up. Hi, this is Myrna. Can you hear me? Okay. Oh. 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 Oh.
was about two and a quarter. Could you move me up here? Hello. Now, who am I speaking to now? Hello. Hi. Hey, how you doing? I'm speaking to someone in Stark, Florida. Well, everybody, again, I'm sorry. It seems like I'm having a hard time getting people over onto the call, and my apologies. I'm just having a hard time with the, uh, with the platform here. But, again, the uh, purpose of the call is to help you get some answers to some of your quick, some of your uh, real estate questions. And um, I want to remind everyone of the summit, call, summit coming up here on October 19, 20, and 21. You can get onto that live virtual summit. That would be great. Uh, if you don't know uh, much about it or you want to keep up with what's going on, go to ronsgoldclub.com, become a member there, and you can keep up with his calendar of events, and uh, you can find out about any and all of his upcoming quick starts that are around the country or virtually. And then uh, he has commercial boot camp coming up uh, here in November, and you want to try to get to that if you possibly can. But the virtual summit that's coming up here in just a few weeks, Ron's going to be talking about land, foreclosures, short-term rentals, multifamily units, mobile home parks, structuring your entity with LLCs, practicing phone scripts, finding deals, learning about how to uh, operate within social media, Google, different platforms such as Craigslist, and uh, finding deals and uh finding sellers so you can maximize dollars in the world of REI. So we're going to try to continue to move on here. My apologies that uh, that I'm having a hard time getting people. Uh, my apologies for uh, uh, having a hard time getting people on the call here. And uh, just be prepared with us. We'll continue on, okay? All right. Hello. I hear some noise in the background. Who am I speaking to now? Hello. Who am I speaking to now? Hello. This is Clayton with Ron Legrand. As I mentioned, Ron Legrand. Who am I speaking to? The number 416-534-2382. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. This is Alicia. Hey, Alicia. How are you doing? I don't see, I I know I hear your voice, but I don't see your number. (laughs) I'm calling from Toronto, Canada. Well, I'm glad you're on the call here. I see you now. Thank you for taking the call. Okay. Well, welcome to Toronto, Canada, where it's nice and cool this time of year. It is cool, and it's getting a little cooler as the night progresses. 
I bet it is. I bet it is. Well, I hope I can help you. I'm from Country Fried, Kentucky, so I don't know if you can understand my accent very well, but I'll try my best to help you out. Well, um, at the present time, I I really don't have a problem. I haven't sold any properties yet, but I am working on it. Um, what do you do with a, a church property? Let's say the church has a property uh, for sale, but um, they're having problem with the property. I think they decided was to put up uh, condos on the property, but it was turned down. They didn't. It didn't work out, and now they're looking to sell the property. Okay. I think it's about uh, maybe 3.5 or less acres of property. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think they have to sell the property to pay back all the people who had invested in it at the beginning. Um, and and I'm, I'm thinking, how does one solve that kind of a thing? Well, the, the, first of all, if you've got a church that's, that's empty, we've got to fill it up and go have a couple of revivals in and have church first. We've got, we got to get in there and have a good time first. But on the, other, on the other side, when it comes to selling it, internally that church will have to satisfy its members however the law deems it. Okay, Once they find that out and however that needs to be satisfied, it sounds like to me, uh, that property is not owned by an organization. It was probably a family-owned property of some kind. And the, the church, yeah, the church bought six over six acres of property, mm-hmm. and they built a church on the property. And now they wanted to to do um, like a seniors retirement on another part of the property but they separated the the church from the 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 condo building which they call Trinity Ravine house right yeah so a church a church can ha- a church can have a church can have a a uh, a nursing facility or a retirement community as a nonprofit organization that's a whole yeah. different it's a whole different field of expertise that I know from my past. I'm a minister, so I kind of know a little bit about that. But you're telling me they want to sell the condo or the church building? They 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 didn't get approval to sell to to build the pro, the condo. They have um their their backers behind them, and they turned them down. They they backed out. You know, and so now they are left with paying back all the people who have put in money to 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 say, okay, they come to me and says, we are building condos. Would you like to come on board and put your money down and buy a unit and 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 stuff? I think one building was sold out. But the second wasn't sold out. I got and, you. So they want you. They want you to invest with them and help them build. Yeah, uh, people did. Lots did invest. But now the whole thing crumbles. 
It's not going anywhere now. Yeah, I'd have to know a lot of details before I would give you advice on putting your money into something that didn't work out in the past. And maybe I'm not hearing the whole story very well. Yeah. Uh, we're in the business of buying. Now, if, you're, if you want to buy the property where you're the sole owner of the property, well, I'm more familiar with that. I don't, if you understand, you know, if, I, I wanted a picture that a church bought some extra land and now they can't follow through with putting in condos and now they want to sell the land. But I think you're telling me that they're looking for investors to, to you know, join right. together. Right. Investors or, or developers to buy the, the land. I and I, I think what they are getting or what they want, um, what they, the developer is offering, it's not enough to cover for what, you know, the Trinity Ravine owes for all the people who put their money in. Well, I, I don't, I really don't know what I would tell you to do there. I would just, I, I would just, I would just definitely keep your eyes wide open and make sure that you don't put your money into something that you're not going to own. That, that's what I would encourage you to do. I wish I had a real answer for you, but I just don't, I don't, I can't mentally see the whole detail there. My apologies to you for not, not completely understanding the, you know, the, the, the situation. Yeah. It's very complicated, but I didn't put mine in. I, I just wanted to to find out how would how would I go about to help them out. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, if you, yeah, I don't, I don't know the answer to that. Unless you're wanting to buy the land, you know, if you're not wanting to buy the land, the only other option you would have is become a private lender. But can they afford it? Can they afford to take on a private lender? Sound like other yeah. private lenders are, you know, sound like to me, you said that they try to get approval to get, you know, to get those condos, but they've been turned down. Or the lenders turned it down. I don't know. The the lenders, the uh, I guess who is going to put up money to get the project going, I guess they backed out. So they have yeah. to go to other places for lenders, and it, 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 just, it just didn't they, work out. Have they approached you as a private lender? No, no. Okay. I, I haven't opened my mouth at all. I'm just yeah, listening. Good, good, good. Okay. Yeah. No, um, no. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Well, I just, you know, I would, again, I would just kind of, just kind of, well, I don't want anybody to miss out on an opportunity, but, you know, I, again, I just don't, I don't see the whole picture well enough to give you advice on that. I just, yeah. I just keep yeah. your ears open and your eyes open and make sure that you don't get involved or you get involved at the right time. It's just, I, I just don't want, I don't yeah. I can't really give you a solid answer on that. My apologies to everybody. That's so, okay. It's all righty. Yeah, did Thanks. you have any other questions? Uh, no, I'm just waiting for the next summit coming up. Oh, yeah, coming up on the 19 2021. There's a lot of stuff that's yes. going to be discussed. That's going to be exciting. Yes. Have you been to a quick start lately? Yes, I have. I think back in August or September when they had it. August. August. The one in August, where was that at? Where were we at? In Orlando? It, no, it was virtual. Oh, the virtual one. Okay. All right. Yeah. Have you have you ever been? Is anyone or have you or has anybody else ever been on a live? Have you been to a live? Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't. Oh, you, not yet. Not, 
Oh, you got to. It's totally different. You have to dig in and pay attention when you come to a live, and that's when you really learn and you meet people and uh-huh. uh, splurge a little bit. You know, you just spend some of that money and write it off as an expense. You know, it's, it's just Ron's got so much to teach. There's so much okay. good training that live event. If you ever get a chance to come to one, I encourage, encourage you to come okay. to one. It looks like Ron's next live quick start event is going to be on November 15th to the 18th, and um, it's going to be in Jacksonville. Okay. That will be a good one. We're going to be there, and uh, we're going to be there ourselves. All right. My my beautiful wife. Matter of fact, I believe even my children are going to go. Not all nine of them, but I believe some of my children we're gonna bring a baby. We're gonna bring a babysitter and, and uh, terrorize everybody with all my kids. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> people, don't know, people don't know how to act sometimes around a family when they got nine kids. They just look at you and they keep, you see their finger keep going across, counting all the children you have. It's fun. Oh yeah. Thank you so much for getting on the call again, everyone. I wish I could do better at getting everybody in here. I'd love to talk to everybody. As you can tell, I enjoy speaking to people. I just, I'm, I'm having some technical issues, but uh, it's a little bit of a learning curve for me, but I want to help everyone I can. So thank you so much, ma'am, for taking the call today. Okay. Good night. Uh, Lord bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, let's see. Is anyone else in the queue? See if I can hit if I can hit the the next button, that would be awesome. Let's hit the there's my active speakers. Here's all button. Uh going to my attendees bar. And I'm not seeing my next. Hello. Hello. Hi, Clayton. Hey, who am I speaking to? Uh, Tim Hill, here in Ohio. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing good, Tim. Have we met before? We have actually. Yeah, I think uh, we met. Uh, I think uh, Orlando probably in February. I think. Orlando, you know what? February Orlando was a major pivoting point for me, Tim. I just I wish I could see your face because that was the that was the probably one of the biggest events um, that uh-huh. really gave me a great mindset shift. Did I see you at the uh, at the Quick Start in Orlando? Was it the Quick Start? Um, I'm not sure. Was it a Quick Start or uh, Masters? I can't remember. I've been a few. I've been to a few different ones, Clayton. I've met I've met you a few times. I think. Did I, um, was it at the more was it at, ones. Was it at the Masters event in in Orlando? It, it could have been, actually. Yeah, that's probably what it was. Listen, everybody, let me tell you a story, and I'm sorry. I'm going to take your call here, here, Tim. It was at the Masters event where I had a major mind shift change. Ron was getting on to everybody for not using his system called Pat Live. He was saying, what are you going to do if you're here you get a call from a buyer right now and you're sitting in this class? And you know what happened, Tim? You might remember this. But my phone went off in my pocket, vibrated in my pocket, and I knew it was a buyer, and I sheepishly got up out of my chair and went outside to take the call because I needed to sell a property. I went outside, right. took the call, and I told the gentleman, I asked him, how much can you afford to put down? 
And the guy dodged the question. I said, how much can you afford to put down? And he got angry with me and he started you know, using language that I don't like coming into my ears. So I had to hang up on the gentleman. I came into the room there and I said, Ron, I've taken my last buyer call. I've signed up for Pat Live today. Yep, that's what I did right there. Right, it was right at the moment when Ron was telling us, what are you going to do if you take a call from somebody right now? You need Pat Live. So I said, that was a major moment in my, in my real estate investing world for me. So I apologize, Tim, for taking advantage of that time for no, you. No, that's fine. Had to share it. So what's the question you got today? Well, I'll tell you what it is, Clayton. Um, I'm in a I'm, I'm, I'm in a subject two deal. Uh, Wonderful. So, yeah. So I've signed a contract with the lady. Um, so again, there's uh, I'm just taking over her payments basically and giving her some some moving money. Um, Wonderful. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's a real nice deal. I just uh, just uh, need to get it closed. Um, but I was starting to think about uh, her payments. Her payments include. Um, taxes and insurance. Uh, I know they include the taxes. I'm not sure about the insurance, but my question is, Clayton, I'm just wondering, going forward, uh, you know, and I am worried about this due on sales clause, and I don't want to do anything that might, you know, kind of uh, bring that on um, or trigger that. So I'm just wondering, how is a relationship with um, a buyer like me and um, a bank going forward. I mean, how do you handle that relationship where, like for, for correspondence, if you know what I mean? All right. so, you know sure. the way, you know the way, Absol yeah, yeah. Absolutely. My, I do my best to, to make sure I communicate everything I possibly can with the seller, okay? And I let them know, you know, that I, you know, the whole, I go through, a, I go through, I, I spend probably more time than I should building rapport, but that's really what gets me a lot of deals, okay? And the seller does know that I'm not putting my name on anything, that the loan is going to stay in their name, okay? Right. And then, and then here, here's something I don't ever have to utilize, but I'll, I'll even let people know there is such thing as a do on sales loss, okay? Right. But I want them to know, for one, other other thing, instead of me taking a property subject to, and Ron's starting to encourage this too, I tell them I'm going to do what's called a wraparound mortgage, which is really similar to a subject to, but it protects the seller a little bit more. It gives them the ability to take the property back. Okay? So I let them know right. there's a little protection here if, you know, if you met the wrong guy, you know, or if something was to happen to me and I'm not able to make the payment, because everybody's going to think that anyway. I'm going to give them a note or a mortgage so that they can, you know, they can come take the property back, okay? Because the bank's got that. That's what they're doing on sale clause. The, the bank's able to come take the property back to or force, force the payoff. Now, Tim, there's something else that's out there that a lot of people don't know about. You can look it up. There is due on sale insurance. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You can now act I'm honest uh, right now I'll top my head, I can't tell you the name of the companies that are out there. But you can you can get a do on sale insurance with a company. All right. So if the if the bank were to call the note due, the do on sale company, the company that has that insurance, they'll tell you the steps that they that they'll help you make the steps needed to make sure that you're protected. Right. right. So, right. so, okay. but, but, I mean, here's the deal. You, you know, you, the property that you, you know, the property that you're buying is for the bank, and in the bank's mind, it is a performing asset. 
Right. That bank is not interested in owning properties. They're not interested in buying and selling properties. They're interested in collecting interest. Okay? So I've never had to have that conversation, but I'm about to on a property. I talked to a lady just the other day. I said, if you want me to, I mean, I don't know how well it's going to go, but we'll, you know, if, you, if we have to, we'll sit down with the bank. They're going to want me to become, I'll tell them not. They're going to want me to become a you know, guarantee, on, become a guarantee on the debt. I'm not. You know, right. It's going to have to be up to the sellers to say, all right, I'll let them do it. But, um, you know, it's a performing asset. Banks, don't, they, they don't want property. They want payments. Can I hear an amen from everybody else? Banks do not want property. They want payments. That's where their money comes in at. And so uh, my advice to you, Tim, is just you know, sound like you got something going on here. To be honest with you, you got this moving money. I heard you say with that. How much is the moving money? Well, you know, she, she wants, I mean, okay, I'll, uh, totally, uh, total disclosure. There's a little bit of uh, work to be done, a, a bit of rehab to be done. About so 10 grand where she has uh, an issue with like a water leak under her kitchen floor. And uh, I got a contractor who said he'll do it for 10 grand, fix it up for me. So I told her I'd buy the house if I could get the, uh, the work done for under 15. I can. Uh, she wanted five grand moving money. I said I'd give her two. But uh, if it, now the fact that I'm getting the... Uh, the, uh, the the work done for under 15. I'm thinking I'll probably give her five just to be fair, you know, because I'd like to to make sure that she she she's, she's taken care of. So uh, I'm happy to give her five, and uh, and uh, and hope she she uh, she she moves on and and she's happy with the deal, you know. Yeah, whatever she you know, if you can get her if you can get her out for five, you can get her out for three, get her out for whatever, you know. You just got to know what that amount's going to be. Um, right. But five, five is not a terrible amount. Um, terrible amount to someone out now. Moves you have someone to move with, and you're, you know, of course, that rehab it's going to be it's a bit different with every home. So you think you're going to put another fifteen in it to fix the the water damage? No, about ten. Yeah, I I told her at the start, you know, if if it came in under fifteen, I I would do the deal with her. So it came in at ten, so um, it, you know, it's better than I thought. So that's why I'm kind of willing to. To give her what she what she asked for with the uh, with the moving at the. At what do you the think the harvest? Yeah. What do you think the harvest is going to be on? What's the property worth? Worth? Uh, it's it? worth about a hundred and forty. Good. Where are you from? One hundred and forty. Uh, me? Yeah, where, I, I'm, I'm from Ireland, Clinton. Yeah, yeah. You're in Ohio, though. You said that's right. Yeah, Ireland. yeah. I'm living in Ohio. Yeah, five, six years there. Well, good, good, good. And she's asking how much for the property? Well, I'm taking over her desk, which is sixty-one thousand. Oh my! You're getting this property for sixty-one thousand. Right, right. I would not be afraid of that. I mean, my goodness, if they got a do on sell, if they got a do on sell clause, how long do you think it would take you to sell that house and make your money plus more on it? Probably a month. You got it, buddy. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, really I'm all like that, Clayton. Yeah. Yeah. The only yeah. thing I'm wondering about is is communicating with the uh, with the bank. You know, when I take this over, I mean, how do you communicate with a bank? Okay, gonna all right. You're going to you're going to get when you when you sign the contract with a seller. Obviously, you're going to get an authorization to release form signed by the so they. I did. Okay, I did. you got that. At closing, yeah. at closing, you're going to get them to sign a letter to lender. Okay, which is a third party information letter to lender. 
which what that does is, and this is how I communicate it to the seller. At this point, I, I do this when I do the when I do the contract. The way it simply works is, is I'm going to be making your payments to you, but not to you, but directly to your bank account. As and in in essence, I'm going to be managing the payments. It's kind of the word right. verbiage I use. It may not be proper, but I'm going to be managing the payments to you. To you. That's how I'm going to do it. They sign the letter to the lender with the with the uh, the name of the mortgage company and the account number and their social security number. I contact the mortgage company and you say, "Hey, my name is Tim with you know XXY." Uh, LLC, and we're going to be managing paying, managing uh, so this person's here's their information. Who do I send this letter to lender to, or this third party information sheet to? They'll tell you. Oh, okay. They'll you, and they'll tell you. You're managing the payments for them. You're just going to help them manage the payments to them. I don't tell them I'm buying the property. I'm buying. Okay. As far as the as far as the bank's concerned, I'm managing the payments. I'm just taking care of making sure the payments get to them. I have a legal letter to lender, a third-party authorization form filled out by the buyer or by the by the owner of the mortgage, you know, by the person that's yes. responsible for that. Where do I email this to? I'll scan it into my computer and I keep it on file. email it to them, and then from then on, Tim, I have all of the mortgage statements sent to my address. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. All those mortgage Perfect. payments come to me. And if they don't, I keep all the records in there. Every home has its own file. I'll pull a file, and I'll look up the information. I'll go online make the part, make the payment as a third party or as a guest, or I'll send the payment in. But I Perfect. Just, now, yeah, it's easy, easy, easy. Uh, okay, that, that was the missing link. I wondered, you thought managing the payment. There, that's the word. Yeah, uh, you're managing what, payments. And does that letter, Clayton, does that letter need to be notarized? Uh, it helps, but it don't have to be. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it, it don't have, have to be. Nope. Nope. I, I, I've got quite a few that are not notarized, but but <laughs> if I've got okay. you in my attorney's office and I can get you, if I can get them notarized, it helps. <laughs> right. Right. Well, that's fair good. enough. Well, that that's, that that answers my question, Clayton. Well, good. I'm glad I was able to help you, Tim. Hey, I look forward to are you oh, going to, are you be available. Are you going to be available for the summit or for the uh, next quick start in November? Uh, I'm not sure yet. Uh, I'll, okay. be, I'll be doing the the summit for sure. Uh, but okay. uh, as far as the next quick start, not sure yet. But I'll be sure to say hi to you when I meet you again. Uh, yeah, please come up to me because I, you know, I'm, I'm not the great. I'm not greatest. I used to remember when I pastor a church, I'd go back to meet a guest sitting in the back of the church, and I'd shake their hand. They'd tell me their name, and I would repeat their name all the way to the front of the church. I'd turn around and face everybody, and I'd say, "It's good to have our visitors with us tonight." <laughs> I, know, gotta, I know that feeling. <laughs> so you got to just come up to me and say hi. I enjoyed the talk, I will. the talk tonight. Thank you, sir. I will for sure, Clayton. You're doing a great job there, by the way. Oh, I wish I was doing better. I'm having a hard time. I'm just going to you'll, – you'll log off, and hopefully the next person jump on here, and we'll, we'll continue on. Thanks a whole lot. Absolutely. Absolutely. Will do. Thanks again, Clayton. Appreciate it. Thank, all right. God bless. Take care. Right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Who's next on the call? Clayton Massey here, a mentor for Ron LeGrand, waiting on another student to hop on. We possibly, hopefully, we can help you out with a few questions. 
Looks like we got quite a few people still on the call right now. We have 17 on the call at this moment. It's been a great call. We've been on the phone for about an hour and 19 minutes. I'm here as long as you need me. Hello. I heard someone momentarily. Uh, if you want to jump on a call, you might need to unmute yourself if you're in the queue. Hi. Hello. Hey. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh, excellent. Uh, this is Louis Candelario out of uh, Madera, California. Oh, man, you're where I want to be, where all the money's at. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Some Yo. people, I mean, we're kind of like uh, a, a police state here already. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, what I, what, I know about, what I know about California is what I know about Kentucky. I can buy a house in Kentucky for about 10% of what you can buy one in California. And so if I, know buy, if I know if I buy a house in Kentucky for for uh, fifty thousand dollars all day long every day, I probably would have to have five hundred thousand to buy a house in California. Absolutely true. Yeah. Yeah. I had a guy call me yesterday. He said I got a house my my mother-in-law lived in it. What's up to you for ten thousand? Said okay, I'll come look at it tomorrow. I'm going to buy the house. I already know I'm going to because I bought the house next door to it two years ago. So, but oh, uh, Cal. California. Well, what's your name again, Ken, you said? Louis, Louis Candelario. Okay, I heard Ken there. It's just Louis. Okay. What can I do to help you out? What, what's the question? So I've you? got a question. I'm wondering if you would um, know the answer to this. Um, if I put a property, if I purchase a property, how Ron uh, states, which is my LLC uh, as trustee, um, of the XYZ trust, um, when I go to sell the property, it'll be in the name of the trust. Um, and I'm just wondering about the taxation, whether it'll be taxed as a trust or my LLC will be taxed or will it flow through to my personal taxes once I cash out of the deal? The key word that you had there, and it's my all my apologies to you, the key word there you had was wondering when you first started the conversation there with that. Because the LLC and the trust information, I am not the guy. Um, I usually I reach out to others for that answer. And my apologies to everybody else if you have questions about trust. Um, you know, it's, it's you know, total transparency. I wish I could help you out. But I'm not going to be the guy for that that question. My apologies, Luke. Please forgive me for that. But by the time yeah, I get no on problem. the next call, I will definitely know because I've had about three people ask me. Oh, okay. Um, and and now, well, let me ask you this: um, the house that you're going to be purchasing soon, how are you structuring the purchase? So, am I putting it in an LLC or a trust? Is that the question? Um. Yeah, but I'm uh, but I'm asking, uh, how are you actually doing it? Like um, that one, that one's going to, that property is going to be a wholesale deal for me. If okay, that's so the it's going to be a wholesale deal. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, the house next door I bought two years ago for like nine thousand dollars, and I quickly just flipped it real quick for nineteen thousand dollars. 
Now, I went in, I did go and do a little bit of cleanup on it. This one here, I, this year's in much better condition. I'll probably end up getting this for about for about seven because I've already had the conversation with the family. They they come in at ten thousand dollars. They already said they're expecting to sell it for less. I told them it's going to be simple, easy, quick because I'm very familiar with it. As a matter of fact, sad story. I talked to the lady. Uh, I didn't even know it until yesterday. I was speaking to the lady on her front porch just two months before she passed away. And so we were talking about buying her property, but it was it had this little bit of an issue where she couldn't sell it yet. But I know I'm buying this property if, if they'll show up and sign the paperwork and I'll I'll I say buy it, I'll wholesale it. I'll do a sign I'll do a assignment on this property. Okay. So then let me ask you maybe about your other properties. Have you uh, how did you um, structure the buy, the buyer name, I guess, in the okay. property. All right, all right. Um, so when I first got started, I was a guy that I, I I took Ron's advice before I even knew he was giving it. Okay, just when I first got started, go in and make a mess and clean it up. So when I first got started, I was buying properties in my own name. Fortunately, I was able to clean it up. Okay, I never got in trouble. Obviously, I, I, I try to be transparent and honest, and you know, use integrity and do things right. But right now, um, all of my properties are in are in L, are in, in an LLC as of this very moment. Okay, so there's a lot of people on the call right now. You're probably ahead of me when it comes to trust. I just this past week and a half, or this past week, had Bob Bloom set up five LLCs for me. So we are about to transition over into the movement of trust, and I'm about to learn all of that. If you would have. If I'd been on the call in a month from now, I probably would have been able to answer your questions. But there's a, there's a, yeah, there's, I'm just, I'm a, I'm the, I'm a transparent guy. I'm just like, I don't have any yeah. properties right now in, in trust, but it's about to happen because I'm just growing. And in my opinion, uh, at a, you know, where, where my life was at a few years ago, I'm growing at a rapid rate, you know, at a rapid rate. I mean, God has just blessed us in this business. I didn't even know about real estate. Um, I mean, it, it, just to be honest with you, three years ago, I knew nothing about real estate, and I was broke. I never made more than $38,000 a year in my life with nine kids. And I was introduced to Ron Grand's world, and I dove in head first, and we're almost at a million dollars this year. And so, wow. I mean, God's just really, brother. And I mean, now that's not a whole lot of money if you live in California. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, a lot but, of money? <laughs> but, live, but, but, but living in, I mean, I'm about to cry about it right now. I'm just so happy. And it's just really, God has really blessed us with showing us this. And um, so I'm, I'm having to hustle to, to build, my, you know, build my entity and structure structure my entity and, because we're growing so fast. But um, I wish I could answer that question for you. I really do. Really do. Well, but, well, you gave me some. Well, you gave me some good answers, and I mean, and and really, this is kind of like the technical stuff, and kind of like from some of the other investors that I listen to, and obviously Ron and all that stuff. I mean, the whole idea is first, you know, make it, and then start it, start sorting it out. So, you know, you're an example of it. So let me ask you this now: How did you get to the level that you did? Like, what did you do? Or, um, to, to get to the level that you did? Uh, well, there's a whole there's a whole lot to, not a whole lot to that, but I, I had to go through a little bit of a mind shift, mind shift change. I didn't, I mean, I didn't have to, you know, I'm not, when I say a mind shift, I just had to have a, kind of a change of attitude. And don't get me wrong, I, you know, it's, it's, it's learning 
constantly i'm always digging and learning but i also prayed when i got started you know but i invested i spent a lot of money especially at the level of income i was at you know it was a major it was a major commitment for me to go to a quick start i mean again major commitment for a guy that only made what i was making okay but um my my story is um uh about a two a year year and eight months in to two years in, um, I, I was at home. I never asked my wife to come with me to a quick start. Um, not that I didn't want her to. I just didn't want to tax her. I didn't want to worry her because this would be commitment. I want to improve this myself. And um, uh, we're in the kitchen one day, and I wasn't paying attention. She just come in from the mailbox. She said, "Hey, I got this yellow letter from Ron." And I didn't even know she knew what it was. And she said, "You're gonna go. We're gonna go to a Ronda Grand event." I said, "No, I'm not. I've already been twice. I was making good money." She goes, "No, yeah, you are too. I'm going with you." And brother, I'm telling you, that was massive for me when my wife got on board with me, and uh, we both went together. And uh, I was committed. She knew I was committed. I mean, I was bringing in ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars, sixty thousand dollar checks, and. Uh, but when that happened, that was a big that was a big event, and it's just it's just kind of snowballed ever since then. And so okay, okay, yeah. And, and so I'm, and so, would you say that those um, the money that you were making, you were mainly doing the ugly house business, in other words, wholesaling them out? I was doing a pile. I was doing a, what I call in Kentucky. We doing a, we doing a bunch. I say pile. We was doing a lot of wholesaling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, who doesn't who doesn't like a you know a, a, a fat ugly house check? You know, we was doing a lot of and that is, you know, I mean, I attribute a lot of this to to the to God helping me out. You know, I'm a, of course I'm a minister. I, I better I better say that, but um, you know, I just you know I was you know I'm not I wasn't lucky. You know, I was just in the right places, but I kind of had the mind to make sure I was trying to stay in the right places and meet people. And, uh, and uh, you know, if I find a wholesale deal, uh, you know, uh, with integrity and honesty and transparency, I try to be very transparent with my buyers and with my sellers and, and you know, let them know, you know, this is a, you know, an assignment deal as best the best I could. Or just let them know, hey, I might, you know, this, this deal may be done. I may be out of the picture before you even show up at the closing table. And uh, I'm really big on building rapport. I'm a local guy. My family knows what I do, you know, so I'm really big on trying to be honest with people. And uh, that helps, That to me, that helps me uh, sleep good at night and it helps my business. So I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, I just, I just uh, and I tell my sellers that, you know, I've got, listen, i got nine kids. I go to the church I was raised in. My grandfather founded it. I'm from this town. Anybody that knows me, they know what I do. They know I'm an investor. Only I'm, I'm, even though I've only been doing it for a short amount of time, I do not and cannot afford to have a reputation when I'm taking advantage of people. But I, but I, I tell them I do want to make money. I intend on making money. And I am a slave to the numbers. If you can handle that, do business move with me, and it's a win for you, I'm all in. And that's, right. That's, you know, that's kind of the way I work. So I hope I've helped you out. I think I'm giving more of a testimony to you than I am <laughs> <I'm> advice. <laughs> it's good, though. I mean, it's, it's, it's what I've asked um, because, uh, you know, it's kind of tough. You go to Quick Start, and you have so many things that you could do. You know, sometimes it's kind of hard to try and focus on what what you should be doing 
and, and, and I suppose it's maybe choosing one or two or three that you can do that you feel comfortable with going for it and, uh, and then just really just getting really good at it, which it looks like maybe that's what you did. You primarily focus on the, you know, uh, the wholesaling, uh, ugly, the house, the ugly house, uh, houses and then, you know, made it that way and just kind of focus. So, um, that's good insight. I appreciate well, it. Yeah, just yeah, just try to you know if if that's something if that's something if some people some people are multitaskers very well, but for me, I, I yeah the 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 wholesaling was a good starter, good start platform for me. Yeah, now now I'm doing a little bit of everything. We've got Airbnbs, we've got some pretty house deals going on, and um, but yeah, the the ideal is that I try to tell my students. I guess the first thing is you got to tell yourself is. I'm now a real estate investor. That's the first thing you got to tell yourself. I told my student, one of my students this morning, I said, listen, the little boy that wanted to be a dentist when he was six, seven years old, and he became a dentist when he was 28 years old. He was a dentist when he was six or seven years old because he made up his mind that's what he was going to do. So if you're on the call to diet and you want to be a real estate investor, just tell yourself, I'm going to be successful. It's going to take me a few months, maybe even a year to learn this. But there's too much money to be made in the next 12 to 24 months for me to just say I'm going to test it. And so that's that's a mindset that people's got to have to make this work. And there's another little tip that I thought I'd throw out there. But uh, too many people test things. And, and uh, when it comes to real estate, there's millions upon millions upon millions of dollars and deals upon deals to be had if we would just teach ourselves to do it and make it work. So, all right, man. Again, I'm I'm giving too much. I'm too I'm giving too many of these little spills. So, but I, I enjoy I enjoy that. Oh, good, good stuff. I appreciate it. Yeah, yes, sir. Do you have any other questions? Um, I mean, not really. I think you kind of answered a majority of them. Um, um, yeah. I, I I mean, I guess I can ask you one last question, and maybe that's how. How do you feel like your Airbnbs are um, producing currently with the market kind of, um, you know, kind of the way it is? I'll give you I'll give you a story of one Airbnb and a my first Airbnb. Okay, um, our first Airbnb we just started not real real long ago, and we're about done with our third and fourth one get started. So I'm kind of new with Airbnb, but I'll give you the story on my first one. My first Airbnb, when we got it, we were making payments on it with a with a seller of, of $850 a month. A little three-bedroom, two-bath home, not very far from a lake, lake in, in our area. It's a nice little area. And um, we put it on Airbnb, and um, within 36 hours, I had my first weekend booking. Within Two weeks, I had almost 30 days booked. Within two weeks, I already had almost 30 days booked. Cash flow, cash flow on that property alone is going to be over $2,000 a month on that property. That's our that's our first property. I, I'm really excited to see um, what's going to happen with our Airbnb uh, with our Airbnb package. Um, now this is this is this is my opinion, and I learn, and I'm learning from the best. Um, Scott, John, and Scott—they do the Airbnb package through Ronald Graham. They sell our Airbnb training. Um, 
I'd always thought that Airbnb had to be at Branson, Missouri, or Pigeon Forge, uh, Tennessee, or or you know somewhere where vacation, you know, close to the Smokies or as close to the Rockies. I thought Airbnbs had to be vacation areas where they do. But in my little town of Paducah, Kentucky, with twenty-something thousand people, there are still graduations, baby births, funerals, ball games, special events that people have to go to. And these small towns are still there. There's there's still a need for Airbnbs. If you live in a town where you got a high school and there's going to be tournaments and games going on and there's people, there's going to be, unfortunately, funerals and baby births and, and anniversaries and special occasions, that's a good town for an Airbnb. So that really helped me realize that I could put an Airbnb just about anywhere. So we're really excited. Yeah, we're really excited about Airbnb. I don't think the ship's going to make a great big difference. On that, there's still going to be some traveling going on. That's for sure. We want to get people, people were kind of tired of, of, I don't say tired, I just think the atmosphere of staying in a home is a whole lot better and spending the same amount of money than going to a motel room. Right. That's my, but that's only my opinion. But we're doing great with, with what we have right now. We're excited about it. I mean, we're. We're putting a lot of money into our Airbnbs right now, staging them and getting them ready. Not a whole lot, but we're just we're really focusing on our Airbnbs right now. I see. Yeah, yeah. It really sounds like a good business model, and it makes me want to jump jump on board. And uh, let, did you did you um, get um, Scott's um, program uh, we there? Did. did you kind of feel? We, yeah, we did. did. We did, yeah. Scott, they're great guys. They're great guys. They bring it together. They they got you know modules. They have training. They're they're really really good. And uh, it just kind of you know uh, you can you can you can self teach, which you're going to kind of anyway. You got to learn it, or you can have these guys that have already tried through. And it's just like Ron. I mean, Ron's been in the real estate world for 40 years. You want to go back and learn all the mistakes he's made, or you want to learn from him? You know, it's just it's kind of the way I look at it. So yeah, they they really got some great stuff. And uh, they've helped us kind of, uh, they, they sat down with me and, and taught me how to evaluate what to expect on a cash flow on a property or how to price a property. And uh, there's, a lot, there's a lot in their package. And it's, to me, it's cheap. Uh, by the way, I think that they may be presenting here at the summit coming up. There may be an opportunity for people that join the summit to, to hear, hear, their, hear their story. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds pretty interesting. I might end up uh, looking into that further once they come on. Yeah, they're great guys. Yeah, they're great guys. Yeah. As a matter of fact, they were my they were my second second set of mentors, and did an outstanding job. Oh, is that right? Who was your first? My first was uh, my, well, my story. Everybody, here we go again. You know, you're listening to a guy that's a minister. <laughs> <laughs> my first mentor was big. Uh, they were acquaintances of mine through ministry. I knew their family was the Slag Brothers. That's how I Is found Ron right? Legrand. Yes, yes. Uh, that's how I found Ron Legrand. Uh, seen them young boys. They were like in their early twenties. I seen them at a church event and someone to kind of raise their eyebrows, like kind of whisper to me, you guys are doing really great, you know. So I went up to them and said, hey, what are you guys doing? They said, real estate. And they weren't really very open with it because they were young at it. And, uh, and I'm not saying they weren't successful. They were. And so uh, a year later, I remembered it, and I called up. I called them up and uh, went and had a 
coffee with Andrew and and then it wasn't very long after that I, I, I bit the bullet they say you know broke it off poured the uh, broke the bullet off and poured the gunpowder in the wound and lit it and said we're gonna we're gonna make something out of this and uh, they were my first mentors and they did an outstanding job they did outstanding. yeah yeah now and now uh, I mean, hey, everybody on here, if you're, I'll go ahead and just use this opportunity. There are a lot of good mentors in the Ron LeGrand's uh, mentorship program. They're just, we're just real people, down-to-earth guys, and uh, everyone has a certain skill that's above the other, and uh, and uh, just like the questions tonight, I wasn't able to answer some of these uh, trust questions. If you get a mentor that, that you ask them a question they don't know, we're all networked. We reach out to one another. We get the answers to you. And so uh, uh, it's it's I really enjoy the, the mentorship program. It was a big help to me. Well, man, the sun is still shining in California, isn't it? That is it. It's going down, but it's still it's still out. <laughs> it's, dark, it's dark and chilly here in Western Kentucky. Dark and oh chilly. man! Uh, all right, brother. Light. All right, brother. Well, you enjoy those million and two million dollar homes out there. I'll enjoy these ten thousand and twenty thousand dollar homes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, I appreciate all your advice and all your info. Uh, hope to talk to you soon again. Appreciate it. I hope to meet you someday. Thank you. Who's you next? All right. Thank God bless you. Who's next on the call? I'm gonna let him uh, let him hop off, and then we'll move on to the next. We've been on the call for quite a while, folks, but I'm here. I'm here if you have any questions. Looks like we still have about 15. I'm enjoying this, though. This is a, kind of a shot in the arm for me, in the arm for me. Clayton Massey here. I'm a mentor for Ron LeGrand, one of the mentors. Uh, I guess somewhat of a newbie, but just excited about what the, the program has done for me. I've learned to make a lot of money. Uh, Ron's taught us a lot of things. The 14 mistakes of, call, of making calls to sellers. Uh, the five steps to success is just some of the first things, how to take properties with none of your own money or nothing down. And uh, teaching is how to do wholesale deals, how to find sellers, how to pre-screen sellers, how to present offers, how to do follow-up. It's a lot to learn, but it's it's uh, to the person that's willing and committed to making themselves a real estate investor, um, this is the place to do that. So who's next on the call? Hopefully, we'll uh, have someone pick up. You might want to unmute yourself if you're next in queue. And I will be available. Hello. Hello, who's next on the call? Is anyone else on the call? If you want to just kind of maybe pick up, say hello. Looks like maybe. Uh... Hey, I, I just want to let you know that I actually just pressed star six and just popped on the call and started, and started talking. So maybe Thank you. if people want to do the same. Thank you so much. Yes, if you can hit star six, that that will. Thank you so much for letting me know, letting us know that. You got it. I'll mute myself back. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Hey, Clayton, right. can you hear me? I can. Who am I talking to? This this is Jen. 
Hey, Jen. How are you doing tonight? Hey. Hey, thanks to that last caller for that for that clue because I had no idea. <laughs> like, what's going on here? <laughs> this um, guy doesn't know what he's doing. I'm so sorry, guys, that I didn't let you know that. I'm probably <laughs> going to get fired for not putting that after a dozen times. Star oh, no, I doubt cute. that. Hey, Jen, what can I do for you? Have you been listening to this well, guy? Have you been listening to me the I, whole time putting up with me? I've been I've been listening to the whole call. Um, oh my I'm a, goodness! I'm I'm a newbie. <laughs> I I haven't even done my first deal yet. <laughs> well, that's okay. Um, but I got my I got my first yes lead. I just uh that late this afternoon. I haven't called them yet. Um, hey, I'm right now. I got both hands up in the air and I'm giving the touchdown signal right now. I think it's all. Awesome. <laughs> you got a yes lead. I got a yeah. yes lead. Where are you? Let's I, start off here. Um, Let's start off here. You're Jen. Where are you from? I'm from Kansas City. Kansas City. And I go through Paducah all the time. So what is Kansas? Kansas or Missouri? It's it it. We're just Kansas City, man. We don't differentiate anymore. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but okay. if but technically, I'm from both sides. I got you. I got you. A lot of people don't know that, everybody. Kansas City is Kansas City, Missouri, or Kansas City. Everybody thinks it's Kansas City, Kansas. Not everybody, but okay. I shouldn't have left that out. Right, right. Jen is from Kansas (laughs) City, the state of Kansas Kansas City. City. Okay. All right. Yep, yep. (laughs) Right. So um, I guess I just, maybe you can help me have, maybe formulate um, some things to think about, some questions. This, so this seller is, <clears throat> is open to um, a lease, to lease with the option to buy. Okay. Um, and <clears throat> it looks like, so the asking price is 424 I ran some comps. And depending on what comps you use, um, the maximum allowable offer is anywhere between 396k to 436k. So he, in the notes here on my PI sheet, it says that he put 30,000 worth of upgrade on the pop- property. Which, when I looked at it on Zillow, um, it does. You could tell it's been it's been rehabbed. Um, but he says there's a crack in the foundation. Um, and he said if he's going to repair it, then he's going to put that on top of his asking price. Uh, and if he doesn't, he's willing to let it go for 409 When I looked up, now I have a system where I could kind of get some mortgage information. Um, yeah. Use PropStream? Pardon? Use PropStream? Uh, no, I'm using, I'm using PIN. Okay. Um, and so the mortgage is at three ninety four, um, seven sixteen. Oh my! And you're, he said it. You're so close to him. You you it's three ninety four seven sixteen. This guy is. Can I just start? Can I start out here a little bit? Just kind of throw something at you. What I'm reading from what the numbers tell me. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. 
He's so close to his payoff amount. I can't really see this guy putting in the money to fix the foundation to try to get that much more money out of it. And I see this guy wants to sell this house. Okay. So if he's going to put that money in, it really means he just really wants to sell it. Okay. But he's with, but, or, 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 um, what is his payments a month? Did he tell you what his payments are? Uh, he said they're 2500 And is, is that what he's going to let you pay him? I haven't called him yet. I just got this lead, like, okay. late this afternoon. So I was... Good. Yep, yep. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, go right ahead. I cut you off there. I just wanted to throw that in there. My apologies. Go ahead and give me... You had some more information you're sharing. So I'll, I'll let you give, fill in some more here. And we'll, we'll move along. Um, well, he says that that payment includes CITI. Um, it's current. There's... It looks like there's an HO, HOA. HOA. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Three fifty a year. I looked up the. I went to Rentometer, and <clears throat> the rent could go from anywhere between um, twenty six fifty to thirty one, thirty one hundred a month. So um, a possible of six hundred dollar a month cash flow. Possible. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Possible. Possible. So. <clears throat> Of course, my concern is with the whole found foundation thing because I don't. Okay, let, let let me let me let me kind of let me kind of ease your mind just a little bit. Okay, I'm just going to ease your mind here. All right. If rent, okay, now whoever runs that, if he's listening on, if I say anything wrong, Ron, Ron, forgive me here, but I, I think I think I've kind of got this down here. If rent is going for uh, $3,100 a month, all right? Why can't you just lease option this property? You have a lease with an option to buy the property from the seller, okay? All right, depending on if he wants any money down. Did he say he wanted any money down? See, I haven't I haven't made that call okay. yet. Okay, all right. Let's just, I just, let's just, I just let's thought I'd kind of like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no problem at all. Let's create a beautiful scenario, okay? Because our minds always create the worst. Why don't our Why doesn't our mind create the best? Okay, our minds are creating the worst conditioning. Yeah, yeah. We've been conditioned. I know it. We've been conditioned for all of that. Why don't or let's let our minds create a better? Oh, you're just a dreamer. Well, I'd rather be a dreamer than the other side of that. So I do enough of the negative anyway. So let's just consider that this gentleman will give it to you at little or nothing. He's going to let you do a lease with option to buy. He's going to give you uh, two years. That's not even the best case scenario, okay? But he's going to give you two. I'd, we'd rather have five years, okay? Well, Jen, you have an option to buy, not an obligation to buy, okay? It's an option to buy. Now, if you put a big amount of money down uh, as a down payment on the property, okay, well, now you have an obligation to get that money back. But you don't have an obligation to buy. You have an option to buy. What you put down is going to make you obligated to yourself to make sure you get it back. 
So let's say we go in with a low down payment with an option to buy, and we put a renter into the property, okay, and we're collecting $600 a month cash flow, okay? Or mm-hmm. really, what the really what you, or better than that, you're able to go in with a $5,000 down payment. Now you have an obligation to collect more than $5,000 from a tenant buyer. Okay, now you got somewhat of an obligation because now you have a buyer that's going to commit to buy from you as you buy from the seller. So you you put a down payment, you make sure you collect more than what you're putting down, that way you can pocket some of that non-refundable option of money and you give your buyer less time than you've given yourself. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I, I, hope, I hope, you're, hope you're with me here. So that... So you make sure that you if, you, if you put yourself into an obligation, you make sure that the obligation you give your buyer is a little bit tighter on them than it is on you. Okay, if you're going to have to come through and buy that property in three years, make sure that your buyer is going to have to buy that property in two. If they can't follow okay. through, if they can't follow through, then you don't have to follow through. If they can't follow through, they have to forfeit their non-refundable option deposit money while they've given you a positive cash flow for the amount of time that they were in. If you want to go back and renegotiate with a seller, you can. Or you can say, hey, I had an option, but it seems like it's not working out. We're going to give it back to you at the end of the term. But you won't. If you're making positive cash flow, you're going to beg him, please give me two more years. I've made only $600 a month on this property for the last 12 months. I mean, I've only made $7,200 in the last year on one property. By making that kind of a positive cash flow, so um, I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm hoping you're, and I know you are. I know you're following me with that. But if you, if you, if it's, if it's a lease with option to buy, you have an option to buy. But when you put a tenant buyer in it, and now they're intended on buying, just make sure that their term is shorter than your term is with the seller. Mhm. Mhm. <clears throat> But would you but but would you make the you said something about putting a renter in there if if you put if, a let's say they wanted there, to do a lease a lease a lease with an option to buy and there was no money down is that the type of scenario where if I needed to get somebody in there quicker I could just put a renter in there with you you could, but here's the thing. Now you're if if you're doing a lease with option to buy, you're an option to buy yourself. Okay, you're the seller's going to expect you to either the seller's going to want you to follow through. Okay, All right. you put a but if you put a if you put a rent but if you put a renter in there, now we'll back up a little bit. Your renter's not going to take care of the property like an option buyer is. So I'm right. just letting you know there is definitely cash flow if the house is going to bring $3,100 and the payment to the seller is only $2,500. There's a $600 a month cash flow right there. Okay, that's $7,200 in one year on one property. Okay, so if you can get him to give you three years, the seller will give you three years. Well, you want to make sure that you give your buyer at least two years. If there's a down payment that you got to give the seller, you always want to make sure that the buyer gives you more of a down payment than the seller would give you. So mm-hmm. it, there's there's just 
Do you have a mentor? Well, um, <laughs> I don't. I mean, I have somebody local that I could go to with questions, oh, and, awesome. but I awesome. don't. I don't have anybody to hold my hand. Just yeah. I considered it, um, but it's just not for me. It's not a wise. Mm-hmm. It's not a wise okay. a walk of wisdom for me right right now in sure, my current sure. hey, current life I, situation. Yeah. Don't don't feel pressured. <laughs> I just want I just want to you know just ask him. Don't feel pressured about that question. Okay? But if I had one, I would want you as my my mentor because I'm a minister too, and that's the whole reason I got into real estate investing was to support myself in a full time ministry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's what I do. <laughs> um, we we travel we travel the country. As a matter of fact, this Thursday I'm leaving and going to. Tulsa, Oklahoma, to do a children's ministry over the weekend with my family on our bus, and then we're going to go next week to a church program. So this, yeah, I had to find something that that worked well with, you know, that worked well with what I did, and and with integrity and honesty, and I felt good about it. You know, I was helping people sell their home, yeah. I'm helping people get into a home, and I'm helping my family and I'm missions. It felt so. My wife was so excited today because we was able to send a, you know, a nice. And I'm not boasting. I'm not going to tell everybody. Don't let your right hand know what your left hand does, or left hand know what your right hand does. But you know, she was so excited. We sent a nice offering to a family, you know, that's trying to start up a ministry. And uh, oh, it's not in Ireland. It's not for God in Ireland. But uh, yeah, anyway, that's you know, awesome. It's just, it just, it just, it just, it just, it's just fun. It's, it's really enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, just, um, yeah. We believe I mean, to have an order to give. So, question, how would you possibly use the the foundation crack as a negotiating tool? Um, well, he's so close to ARB, I don't see how he can even get, I don't think how, I don't see how he can bring that in. But, really, you can't, you, you, you want, if you can, you're so close to his payoff, you're not going to get anything below the payoff. He's asking roughly nine plus five, fourteen thousand dollars above the payoff. You know what I'm saying? So he can't really ask for a big old massive down payment. Okay. You can say, well, listen, okay. you know, it's got to it's got to crack in it, and you owe this much here on the property. You know, what can we do? I mean, what if I told you I'd give you X amount of dollars down, and I take the property subject to? I mean, if I'm gonna make payments to you on a lease. Once you just let me buy it from me, then it's my problem. You know, mm. just you know, giving giving now because it's a problem. So you can use that as a negotiator. Let it you know, let it be without you're not beating him up. You're not telling him he has a you know he has a, a terrible situation here. But he's asking four hundred nine. He's down to four hundred nine. He owes three ninety four, which is roughly fourteen thousand dollars above what they what he owes on it. Say, what can we negotiate? Not just buy a property as long as you let me do a wraparound mortgage on this property, or I make payments to a paid up full, or I sell the house for comes first. And now I'm responsible for the taxes, the insurance, and the upkeep, and the foundation. He might let you have it for what he owes on it. Deed it to you. You can't negotiate for less than what he owes on it unless he's willing to bring money to the table um, and pay that down a little bit. You, right. You know, you might might be able to do that, but it depends on how desperate he is. But you, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> well, thank you 
very much. You're, you're welcome. You're welcome. I've enjoyed the call. Thank you so much, Jen. I hope I hope uh, I, I hope you enjoy Kansas City, the state of Kansas City, and uh, and the stay stay warm. They warmed up. The heat. I, I just felt the I just felt the heat kick on in my little room where I have my office and starting to get warm. Evidently, it's getting cold outside. So, all right. Lord bless you, sister. Uh, I really God bless so you, brother. God bless you. All right, star 69, everybody, have finally got that out to get into the queue. My apologies there for not letting everybody else know. You've really been patient and holding on to here. You might have fell asleep with a phone in your lap. It's nap time for some people right now. But this is Clayton Massey. I'm a mentor for Ron Grand, and I'm doing the monthly call, the second Monday of the month call. And uh, we're really excited about what's going on. If you want to get on the call right now, just hit star 69 to get into the queue. And I'll do my best to answer some phone calls. But don't forget about the upcoming summit, October 19, 2021. Ron's going to be talking about land, foreclosure, short-term rentals, multifamily units, mobile home parks, LLCs, practicing phone scripts, finding deals, social media, finding sellers, and everything REI. He's made a massive difference in my life. Take advantage from the guy. Ron Legrand and has over 40 years experience in successfully using the strategies within real estate transactions. So please join us on that. If you're on the Gold Club and you want to join this call, go on to the bottom of the Gold Club and uh, call in the number 701-801-1211. There's a passcode. You type it in. Join in the start. 69 on that call, and you can be placed in the queue to ask questions. Who's next? We've been on the call now for two hours. Anyone else going to take the call? I'd like to answer maybe one more question before I get off. Star 69. Anyone else here? Star 69. Get into the queue with us. Still have 12 people on the call. Let's see one here. Hello. Hello. Hello, Clayton. sir. Hey. This is Bill Welch. Can you hear me? Hey, Bill. How you doing, man? Good, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for all your work tonight. I'm working myself. I'm painting my dad's house. As oh, we man. speak, I've been painting the whole time listening to you guys. You, 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 picked a, you probably could have picked a much better guy to entertain you while you're painting, but whatever works, That's right. works, right? And a minister at the same time. I'm a former youth minister myself. Uh, well, praise God. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now we're all ministers. Where are you at? I'm in Minnesota, sunny Minnesota. Well, it's moon, moon time now. <laughs> Oh, it's, it's not moonshine, but it's the shine of the moon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Be careful. Be careful. Yeah, Minnesota. right. Cold. It's cold up there in Minnesota. Well, congratulations <laughs> to getting on the call. My apologies, everybody, for not telling you sooner to use Star 69, but I'm having a blast. What can I do for yeah, you? Yeah, and I think, I think it's actually Star 6, but I accidentally hit 6-6 six, six and it's still connected. But, um, well, uh, thanks for all your good information and here, good entertainment. Um, so up in Minnetonka here, I'm in Minnetonka, Minnesota, and it was uh, in the 70s today, briefly. Um, and then we're going to be tundra 
like the gal in Canada there. So yeah. there's a house that's uh, for sale by owner. It's been for sale for a long time. My VA has called it, and I had her put it back in the queue because they wanted to answer, and she called again, and they said they would only sell for cash. Okay. Yes. And, um, okay. They lowered it to 1.1 million if someone wanted to pay all cash. So it's a beautiful six-bedroom, five-bath house, but been on the market for that's going on three months for sure. I mean, this I don't even know if it's on Zillow, at just a, a yard site. So wow. now, as far as the axe deal, assignment of contract and term system, mm-hmm. what? Uh, how could something like that be swung? on an act system. Okay, you're talking about, okay, now, so this is going to be similar to a wholesale deal, okay? Now, you do uh-huh. an option, okay, and you can do an option which you're a little more open and trans, you're more open and transparent with someone. You cannot act as an agent, okay? So, um, you can't tell them, I'm going to go out and find you a buyer or, you know, I'm going to sell this property for you. So you need to know for sure that this is something that you intend on one way or another following through on it, okay, if you can. Um, or, or, I mean, there's a little indicator here that I want to, that obviously that it's a little bit of an elephant in the room to me is it's been on the market for three months. Is that $1.1 million the price that's been on the market? Oh, he added up to like one point four. Okay, so you've dropped down. You've, they've only taken off three hundred thousand dollars. I mean, that's only about right. fifteen houses. Fifteen houses in my area. Um, okay, uh, is that kind of a, kind of a, a more a recent uh, a recent reduction that you kind of got was able to get a hold of? I think they were as high as one point eight, but um, he okay. told my VA. I got a great VA destiny. He told her um, he'd always. If it, he'd only sell it all cash, and for all cash, he would do a $1.1 million and not interested in doing terms. But okay. it's all free uh, and clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you're going to just try to, you're going to try to go in. My, my strategy is, was I would try to go in and, you know, and build some rapport and talk to this gentleman and just see how serious he is about all cash without being offensive, obviously. Just having a good conversation with him, say, you know, uh, if you had entered, you know, a lot of times people say all cash because they don't know what anything else really means. Sure. So here's the term, here's the, the wording I use is, you know, we, we do buy a lot of times all cash, but we intend on making money. So we, we come in and try to buy the property as a slave to the numbers, what some people would consider a discount. But listen, my magic words I come back and I'll say is your price may already be a discount. I don't know. Okay. I mean, I'll tell them that. They, they have a number there for a reason. Okay, so I let them know you are you may already be at a discount. I don't know that right now, and I'm not going to really do a lot of negotiating on the phone with you, Mr. Seller. I don't want to do a lot of that because obviously I've got to come and look at it. I'm wasting his time, and he knows that, and he's going to feel like I'm wasting their time if I try to negotiate over the phone because everybody else and their brother, their sister, and their pet tries to. Okay, right. so that's that's I build a little rapport there, but I try to buy it on a discount. I said, or I 
I do, as you know, as some a lot of investors do, or I'll give you your best offer, but when I do that, I buy a little bit of time. I'm yes. still buying. I'm still buying, but I buy a little bit of time. And what that means is I'll make you payments until I pay it off full. And I'll put another phrase here. Please forgive me if anybody disagrees with this. I'll, I'll, buy, I'll buy a little bit of time. What that means is I'll... I'll make payments until I pay them full, or I sell the house, whichever comes first. Now I've removed the do on sale, but in my opinion, between me and the seller, if I sell the house, I'm going to pay it off, which is what I'm going to do anyway. So I'll make you pay until I pay you off, or I sell the house, whichever comes first. Their mind is going to tell them this guy's going to sell the house, and I'm going to get paid off sooner than what everybody else is going to say. Well, obviously, if I sell the house, if I put a tenant buyer in the house and they pay it off within a year, obviously I am going to sell the house. I'm going to pay it off right then. But here's the next magic phrase I use. Now that's the other way I buy the home is I make you payments until I pay you off, until I make you payments until I pay you off or I sell the house for whichever goes first. If that's a conversation that you'd be willing to entertain, I'd love to breaking up a little. Oh, man, I'm sorry. Like you're breaking up a little. Have I been here breaking up a lot or? Uh, past couple of minutes. But I'm, oh, I'm kind of I'm following. But what, okay. what was the last part? All right. I've got, I've got double ears in right now. I had one ear in, so my apologies. Hopefully you guys can hear me now. Again, I'll go right back through the phrase, through, through, the, through that little conversation. I'll make you payments until I pay you off in four or I sell the house, whichever comes first. And then I will say, if that's a conversation that you would be willing to entertain, I'd love to have that conversation with you. Uh -huh. I have not forced that seller to make a decision right then. I just got him to, I just made him willing to entertain the conversation. My kids come and they ask me something, and if I don't know what they're asking me, what do I tell them? No. Not till I know exactly what. <laughs> oh. Not till I. Yeah, not until I know exactly what you're talking about. Everybody's that way. Nobody, nobody wants to make a decision until they really understand. It's your job, my job as the investor, to to educate them on what we're doing. We're the ones that are professionals. We're the ones that have experience. We're the ones that's going to buy the property. We're the ones that have the attorney. We're the ones that's going to make it easy. Well, they're going to expect some answers before they're going to say yes. And therefore, you may... Therefore, you may turn that no into a yes just because nobody else is going to take the time and get him to entertain the conversation. That's really I'm good. I like the analogy of with the, the kids. If you don't understand, it's going to be yeah. no. That, yeah. That's really good. Of course. Of course. That's why a lot of no's are no's. They are really a yes. They would really say yes if they knew what they were going to do. What do you mean? You'll give me more money? You'll give me what I want? All right, and all I can do is commit to a little bit of time. What are you talking about? How much time? If they say how much time, that's a yes. Okay. If, nice. if you, Great. you know, yeah. If they, if they just, if they go, uh, a little hesitation, that's a yes. Okay. Any, any kind of a question there, it's, it's there. You just gotta, you gotta take your time with the person, be professional, and you know, be honest, and just. You know, you're the one that's you're the one that's there to solve the problem. You're not there to create right. problems. We're not there to create a problem, so we get them to entertain the conversation. So you we're, might be able to do their that. friends. Absolutely. You might be able to turn this cash deal now, but he 
Uh, is this all cash? Did you tell me it was all cash? And he, oh, is it free and clear? It's free and clear. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, so if you had, if you had a little bit of money, you could give him as an earnest. He says, "Well, I'd have to have a little bit of money." Then you find out how much that is. If you can afford to give a little bit of money, then you're in the game. But you know, he might, he might, you know, well, usually, well, we usually give nothing down. But what, what are you thinking? You know, they might tell you a number. Well, you know, how close to nothing can you get, or what, you know, what to make this be a win for you and a win for me? What, what can we do to make it work? Yeah, but it's a conversation. Uh, it's all about building rapport. You're a local guy. You're buying from a local local seller. You're you want to build rapport. You want to be happy. And if you don't, I tell my sellers, everybody else. I've been on there for quite a while tonight. Um, I tell all of our sellers, listen, if I don't buy from you, I still want to, I still want to make this a good conversation. I tell them that. I don't, I, I, I don't you know want, that I know that. Yeah. You want to what? I still want it to end up being a good conversation. I, I you know, I oh. tell them, if, you know, if, if, if it doesn't work out and I can't buy from you, you know, you live in the same town I do, you know, I, I want it to be a good conversation. It's my goal. It's my goal to make friends, number one. So, yeah. I'm listen, I bought I am buying a house tomorrow. Everybody might have heard this. I'm buying a house tomorrow from a family, okay, their mother passed away two months after the conversation I had with her about buying her house. I couldn't buy it then, but they finally called me two years later. So I, I that this is a this is this house I'm buying putting under contract tomorrow. I sat on the steps of that home two years ago. Talking oh, wow. with because because I bought the house next door to her, I sat on her front porch rather, talked to her about buying her house. I couldn't because of some legalities. Spent time with her. I didn't even know it. She died two months later. I didn't even know it. They called me yesterday. I said I know this house. I sat there. I know Jean. She has rabbits. She has some dogs. I remember this property. There's a bone in the backyard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is the property. I said, how's she doing? Well, she passed away. We're, we know, we're the executors of the will, and we, we remember you bought the house next door. Oh. And so I just I work, I work to build. I work to build. I'm doing this for the rest of my life. The Lord willing, I'm doing this for the rest of my life. So I'm not out to make my, my one and only big deal and go on. You know, I build rapport with people. Yeah, so, you know, but yeah, if you can get that guy to, now on a cash deal, you asked me about an assignment um, uh, on an on an act act assignment deal. You you uh, mm-hmm. you'd have to give your you'd have to let them know that listen, I need some time to be able to close this property and find a partner. You know, time to what? You'd need some time to close this deal to do your due diligence and find a partner or another investor to get involved. Okay, but but most of mine are all just straight up wholesale wholesales. Yeah, and uh, when I do wholesales, I try to position myself where I know I've got the one point one million dollars. You know, I know I'm going to make money. I don't have the one point one million dollars. You know, or I've got access to it, or I've got access to that. I know I have access to buyers that will buy it. Yeah, I try to position position myself in all of my deals that way. Can't do it on all of them. Doesn't always happen that way. And I try to yep. position myself on all of them. Nice. I'm not, I'm not the best. I don't have the 40 years experience of Ron the Grand, folks. But you get Ron the Grand, it'll teach you a ton. Yep. All right. Well, listen. Uh, you got another? 
Do you have another question? Are you about done painting? Um, I, I finished the front of the house, and I'm doing the threshold, and I think we have one more day. Thanks for asking. <laughs> yeah. There, there is. I, I just got a guest lead. I haven't sold a house yet, but like, like the Judy or the, the gal you're talking to, I got my uh, yes lead today, just this afternoon, and um, I wish I could have sent that in, but it's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, so I'll be calling that tomorrow. I did have a mentor, but then I put that on hold because of my obligations of moving and without all the details. And that sure. was Aaron Slade. Boy, isn't he great. I mean, he, I just, he is. Aaron I just love Slade, those guys. The, the, mentor, the mentors that are out there, there's some really great guys. And, uh, oh, my Aaron, gosh. Aaron is just a – and I'll say I've got good to say about everybody that I've met in the mentorship program. Aaron is what I would call an educational feeder. He just likes to share. Uh, he's a he's just a full of good information. He's got a great attitude. Uh, I mean, I think just because yeah. the, the, the mentors are a good good family, good team of people. Yeah, and so, I, I met him actually um, uh, at in Jacksonville, and just a super quality. Most of those guys just quality individuals. Yeah, just yeah. love him. He's like a brother, you know. Yep. So, yep. Wow, Clayton. Thank you so much, man. All right. All right. Well, I hope I helped you. I've enjoyed the call tonight. I'm down to 10 people. I might let one more get in. I've got, I'm, it's it's getting fairly late for me. I mean, my goodness, we've been on a call. I don't know if I'm supposed to let it go until the last guy dropped off or not. But if you want to get on the call, if you want to get on the call one more, it's star six. I've said nothing, and then I finally found out it was star six, and I thought it was star six nine. So, well, I hope they don't record this and put this out there. I'll be the talk of the right. town. <laughs> All right, brother. Lord bless you. All right. Love you. Look forward to meeting you. Yeah, you All too. right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. One more. We'll do one more. How about star? <laughs> star six. We'll try one more. Then i got to go to bed at some time. Star six. Anybody out there? I'll see you. There's somebody in Hamilton, Ohio. I've got friends living in Hamilton, Battleground, uh, Washington, Tommy H., uh, Phyllis French. Uh, I've got someone in Stark, Florida. I've got a wireless caller. I've got a few on here. Who's next? I hear something in the background. Who wants to be next on the call? Clayton Massey on the uh, live seller or the live call. Uh, the the um, gold club call week monthly call who's who we have on here i think you have to uh I, I think you have to log off there the last call i think you have to log off so we can put the next person in. Oh, okay yeah all right this is clayton massey don't forget about the upcoming summit on um October 19th through 20th. You can go to the uh, the website to look that up and sign up for it at ronlegrand.com forward slash summit. ronlegrand.com forward slash summit. Ron has a lot of great things in store for us at that. A lot of uh, uh, student interviews, mentor interviews. We're going to look at leads, foreclosure, short-term rental, family unit family, multifamily units, mobile home parks, LLCs, pra practicing phone sessions with scripts, finding deals, social media, 
everything REI. Looking forward to that coming up with the guru and master of real estate, Ron Grand. Man, what a change it's made in my life. This is Clayton Massey. And my apologies for all the mess-ups with getting people on the call tonight. And hopefully you'll forgive me for that. But I'm actually having a blast. So if you want to jump on here, we still have a few in the queue or a few online still with us. If you have a question, we'll take another one tonight. Just hit star six if you want to um, ask or speak tonight. All right. Star six. Star six. You can plug that in. I've really enjoyed it. Again, it's Clayton Massey. One of the mentors. I'm one of the I'm the newest, one of the newest mentors in the pack of great mentorship. If you have any questions as a as a student, you can ask your mentor and we're network together. We work together. We can get your answers to you. Try to help you get that first big fat shut up check. Folks, listen, less than three years ago, Clayton Massey, myself, as a minister, I never made more than $38,000 a year in my life with a wife, nine children, and um, just, just just making ends meet, doing the best I could, can, trying to find a way to honestly make a living. And I stumbled across through some friends, acquaintances, was introduced to Ron Legrand and Quick Start, took a really big, um, made a big decision, spent the money, went to the Quick Start. I really couldn't afford it. I never made more than $38,000 a year. Actually, I had sold my house. I lived in Pennsylvania, pastored in Pennsylvania. So I moved back home to Kentucky. I lived next door to my dad and next door to my, my, my brother back on the old home farm. But I took the, uh, the $6,000 uh, that I made from selling my house the wrong way, sold it the wrong way. And I took the chance and I came to Quick Start and got in. And uh, again, that was less than three years ago. I never made more than $38,000 a year. I dove in. I learned. I got with the right community. I asked the right questions. I just told myself, I said, what am I going to do? And uh, as of this year, so far, we've had a wonderful year. We're almost at $1 million for the year 2022. Is that amazing or what? Is that amazing or what? I mean, I just no other way I could have found uh, this uh, that I can see and uh, the journey's just began and I'm excited to share my little stories, tips and tricks to uh, to help you get to that next level. But listen, um, tell yourself this, say, if, if Clayton Massey can do it, I can do it. So you can do this if you want to get involved. Go to ronlegrand.com or go to Ron's Gold Club. Sign up for the Gold Club. It's just $59 a month. There's so many videos, so much training, so much material on the Gold Club. It's a massive encyclopedia of material. Ron Legrand is a great trainer. So if you want to get on Star 6, um, love to talk to you. I'm going to log off here in just a few seconds. I've enjoyed it tonight. Again, my apologies. I wish I could have cued you in better, uh, but I've enjoyed the call. And I look forward to hopefully seeing you soon. And don't forget the summit, October 19, 20, and 21. A lot of things is going to be taught. Ron's going to deal with just about everything REI. Uh, it won't be long that also that there's going to be a live quick start event in Jacksonville, Florida on the 15th, 16th, 17th of November. What's well, a great time of the year to go to Jacksonville? So if you can get to a live quick start event, it is almost life changing. Go there, meet their mentors, meet Ron Legrand, get involved. 
make a lot of changing decision, make yourself a, a, a lot of good money the honest way. So, all right, Clayton Massey here again, a mentor with Ron LeGrand. I'm going to sign off. I've enjoyed the call, and uh, I really appreciate everyone that's participated, and hope to see you soon. We're going to, we're going to log off now. God bless.